to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. Patrick, this is Brian, uh, and there's Kevin, and uh, this is Pat. He, we call him Peasy sometimes. You call him what? Hell yeah, Peasy. Peasy. Peasy is the Peasy. name that people know me as. <laughs> all right, where are you at, Pat? Where I'm in Austin. Okay, cool. Oh, all right. Yeah, where where are y'all at? Austin. Austin. That's what's up. Brian's <laughs> in Austin. Kevin's Kevin's in Denton, Texas. Yeah, that's right. It's north yeah. of you. Yeah. <laughs> Home of the Fighting Eagles. Yeah. And the Pioneers. Yeah. Yep. That's my alma mater. The <laughs> Texas right. Women's University Pioneers. <laughs> you, were, you were on the basketball team, right? I was not yeah. on the basketball team. <laughs> Did not make a lot of friends there. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. It seems like the perfect place for you. It was weird, people, because I, I really did, Pat. I really did graduate from Texas Women's University. Oh, word! Uh, my dad, yeah, my dad. It's a college. My dad. I went to a couple other colleges, but I never just did very good. And then my dad worked there, so it was like super cheap. I like went and he was like, ah, I got like, I got like a like a year and a half of like classes, and I can graduate with a degree that yeah. I'm almost never going to use again. So I went. <laughs> they, they did allow guys at this point, but it is a. It was a very bosom buddy situation. I had to. Yeah. And drag with my best friend. <laughs> did, the, did the super did like the crusty old dean come walking around? You know, yeah, be a chick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy because he started to fall in love with me, and I had to <laughs> navigate that whole situation. Uh, would, he, would he ever chase you through like the main halls, and you'd be going out of one door, and he'd come out the other one? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, Dude, and then at right? some point it gets so confusing that I was chasing him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy how the rules just break down in a chaos like situation. <laughs> yeah, I like that every show ends the same way Benny Hill ends. That's yeah. that's what I like. A little yakety facts. Uh, season five of The Wire just ends in a Benny Hill, <laughs> 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 just in and out the row houses and shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Would have been better. Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with... I am Brian Camp. I'm Mike Wiebe. And right now, we have a special guest. We have a special guest. (laughs) Fuck you guys. This is embarrassing. it's one of our, you know, now that we are at Podcast 2.0, uh, mm-hmm. we're more professional. We have special correspondence. This is our scams <laughs> and yeah, lies yeah. correspondent. Yeah, in Game of Thrones, your counts like like the master of bullshit. <laughs> yes, the master of the master of BS. Yeah. Pat Sorois, everybody. Hello. How y'all doing, man? Uh, Pat lives in Austin. He has a great uh, podcast called Lie, Cheat, Steal. Lie, Cheat, and Steal. And Steal. I can't remember if it was Lie, Cheat, Steal or Lie, Cheat, and Steal. Lie, Cheat, Ampersand, Steal. Way to yes, do your research, yes. Mike. You got any, you got any comments well, in there? Is, any? Like, no joke. <laughs> it, is, it is one of my, uh, it, like, despite nepotism not with, with counting, like, uh-huh. it is one of my that's, favorite. It's not nepotism. Yeah, it's it's no, I'm related. Me and Pat are related. He's my child. Yeah. I didn't realize. <laughs> well, you know, now that you mention it, I gotta say, 
a little bit of a similarity there. We're both handsomes. But it's, it's a super fun <laughs> podcast about bullshit and scammers Thanks. and uh, all the type of things that I I think me and I know me and Brian have talked a lot about wanting to uh, become a bit of a artful dodgers. Huh? <laughs> you want to have some street urgen- urchins that do your uh, dirty work? Ooh, man, an un- like an unholy child army, man. That, that's yes. just uh, that's, that's power. That's, that's that. right. <laughs> you just have one degree of separation between you and and the cops, right? That's, that's one. Yeah. The more you get from that, the better. I mean, that's every yeah. Everyone I can think Look, of. Man, yeah. I don't care how many orphans you caught pickpocketing. Leave my porch immediately. You know. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, so, are you, do you talk about uh, modern day scams? Are they scams in history, or is it is it we the go full gamut? Oh, we, right. we go all over. Like so, like just the last one we did was uh, for our Patreon was a Santa Claus bank robbery, which happened in Cisco, Texas, in 1927. And then, like mm. the week before that, we were doing like. Uh, an Instagram couple who was like a Bitcoin, we're Bitcoin scammers and shit like that. So we're, we're all over as far as time period goes. But we do a couple that are like a lot older than you would think. Like we have ones that are like stolen thrones in the 13th century and shit like oh, that. Wow. So nice. yeah, yeah. We'll get into like it's just whatever strikes. It, it's the, the tagline is it's a podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. So whatever falls into that category. Uh, we, 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 we tend to stay away from like murder, true crime, anything mm-hmm. that involves murder. But every now and then, you got to get it in there. We actually well, had- I was going to say that might be a hook because I don't know if any podcasts are doing that. Oh, yeah. Not really. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have heard that. You might yeah, think do- about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. That's crazy. We've been tiptoeing around it. I thought it was too taboo. And then yeah. nobody would make a comedy <laughs> podcast about it. Yeah. You don't want to bum people out when they're driving yeah. to work. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, I listened to so much. When I link back up with Mike out in the social scene around Austin, we always talk about because we, we listen to some of the more like the less pick of the pick of the litter true crime podcasts because we listen to a lot. So yeah. we listen to like some that are just garbage. Like <laughs> I can always bond with Mike over just like real sh- trashy true crime podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> can you give us an example or? You know, uh, yeah, like, well, <laughs> like one that I, I, I like listening to is one right? I saw it was doing called True Crime Garage. Oh, and that just was like it was these dudes from, from fucking Columbus, Ohio, and they're called the captain and the uh, the captain and the, 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 the scout or the admiral. Anyways, when they go, it has a beer sound and it opens up, it goes crack open a cold one, step in the garage. Let's talk some true crime. <laughs> 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 it's like very dude centric true crime. It's like, what's up, brothers? Fucking, you know, looking at chicks and shit. One's dead. It's a very, it's a very pro-down podcast. There's that, that one. I used to listen to uh, Sword and Scale. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. that got that guy got like in the early. That was like one of yeah. the first like pod like like a decade ago. But I started to get the vibe like I think you're jacking off to these murders, <laughs> man. Dude, I know exactly. There was one episode where he it was like that kills like a cannibal cop type thing where the guy. Was, yeah. Like write fake cannibalism tales, and he would use a little uh vocoder box, like to do to speak in his digital voice. And so he thanked the guy who helped him do that, like the computer guy who helped him make the digital voice thing. And then he prank called him on the next episode and kind of joked about killing the guy's kids oh, using Jesus. the vocoder box thing. And the guy was like, <laughs> Okay, man, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it was, and, he, and he decided to run with it. He's like, Yeah, put that in the show, that's hilarious. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, I, I stopped good... like in the like single digits uh, episodes, but yeah, it was uh, just like this guy's such scale. a douchebag. Yeah, he kind of he got a little little 
I don't know. It was just a little ghoulish at one point. But there's some crazy shit. Like one he played, it was uh, some kid murdered some Todd, like like a like an 18 year old murdered like a five year old, and and it was a pretty crazy story where like they they couldn't figure out who did it because it was just like a random kid. Like I want to murder somebody, and uh, they end up like the cops are like, hey, if anybody just even if you just know a person in this area that acted. Fun, funny at all one day because we don't got nothing and so somebody's like ah this weird kid lives down there and they go and they had found like some of the girls like clothes and they went to like get some blood for the dna and uh so he the kid comes home and he's freaking out and then most of the podcast is him calling the cops 911 and just like confessing and just having a complete mental breakdown about like she's it's all crashing in at that moment and then the the caveat to the story was just that like they completely fucked up all the samples so he never would have got caught like the dna they never would have figured it out (laughs) i i love the ones where like that the host like weirdly injects themselves into like some small town and like the, the up and vanished is like the king of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. That dude just rolls into a place. He's knocking on people's doors. And he's just, uh, then the third season he wanted to break his, uh, the missing white woman chain. So he did the missing indigenous woman in Montana. And he was like running up on people's porches and getting guns pulled up. Yeah. Shit. I was like, <laughs> I was like dude, you get yourself shot out there, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, 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 that, there's, there's some wild ones out there. Cause there's so much, People will listen to it. So there's so much shit coming out that's just like irresponsible or just bad. Some like it'll be the coolest artwork you've ever seen. And then you listen and it's some guy that like, I don't know <laughs> what they, they recorded it on their like iPhone three or something. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I love it. It's just somebody who has like a professional job who stumbled in some free time. Like during the quarantine, they're just like, I'm a white woman and somebody in my hometown got murdered. And now I work from home. So I'm diving back in. <laughs> it's just their vanity project. Yeah. <laughs> They'll probably be the ones that solve the murder, though. I think I'd probably put yeah. some. Uh, I'd probably put some soccer moms on on a case yeah. before the cops in Austin. Yeah, there's like some, like it, that one dude from Up Advantage. His career got like solidified out the gate because the the crime he was investigating got solved while he was doing the, the season, and it just it had nothing to do. It was none of his leads. It was oh, nobody wow. he, was even, he was even close to on on the trail of. But it just so happened while he was doing the podcast, this shit got solved, and his career was just boom. And now he just does them every couple of years, does another one, and uh, can until he dies. We need to solve something, fellas. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, we solve mysteries every week. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out my own life. I'm trying to get, get that. Then I'm going to figure everything else yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's your self-help book on the heels of the self-help book. That's <laughs> true. You guys ready to get started here? Oh, sure. So this week, we've got scam expert Pat Sorois from the Lie, Cheat, and Steal podcast. We're going to talk about two news stories. And then we're going to discuss some scams with Pat. Yeah, so just a real friendly town hall. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you better be taking notes. So our first story comes to us from the Independent. One of the few the skateboard sil- trunk company, <laughs> the, no, the, the newspaper, the Independent. I know, but they have a newsletter. They have a newsletter. <laughs> the hard hitting journalism. Are they, are they based out of Santa Cruz, California? No, London. <laughs> that's right. 
Did you read this in the back of the 1987 issue of Thrasher? Yeah. Was this, <laughs> was this written by Christian Asoy? <laughs> oh, he killed somebody, right? He yeah. well, no. What? Christian Asoy yeah. went to jail for drugs and oh. trafficking. Yeah. Gator killed though, somebody. Yeah, oh, Gator wow. killed someone. Gator Gator gave me a stack a sticker at a uh, competition, probably pre-murder, I think, but I like to think the I like to think game peep game though, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the silver linings of the COVID nineteen pandemic is that many companies, including my own, have found huge benefits in shifting from in person offices to allowing employees to work from their own homes. A few weeks ago, a TikTok account dedicated to working from home, or rather, this one was dedicated to working from the beach. And it was, well, okay, so the woman who runs it was working from the beach when she posted a video of a man who really brought his A-game to remote working. The man who was dressed casually pulled a green screen out of his backpack. Then he attached it to two wooden poles behind him. The goal was apparently that if he was called into an impromptu meeting, he could set up his home office as his background using the green screen behind him. And then he could proceed to take the meeting Uh, while actually enjoying a day at the beach. Most commenters praised the man for working smarter, not harder, while others wondered how he'd get Wi-Fi or cover up the sound of the waves. However, this working remotely from anywhere but home scam may not be the perfect crime. For example, in July, another remote worker went viral on TikTok when he received an impromptu meeting invite from his manager to join a video meeting while the worker was secretly on a flight Instead of working remotely, that video received a million views. Whoa, a million views! I know that's a win right there, right? Yeah. Who needs a job and you got a million views? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All it takes is cheating at work. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, I should be huge. <laughs> We're millions in the hole right now. I think. I don't. I I do not know how because that it's it's a lighting issue. How are you gonna How are you gonna yeah. look like you're in an office or yeah. whatever? But the good thing about remote stuff is now, like, I don't even think any of that's a scam anymore for most jobs. Like, if you work remote, it means you work wherever. You're not, you don't right. have to be at home. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. No, right. We, at my office, we have video meetings, but everybody but the speaker is supposed to have their camera off because we don't want to, I don't want to watch you eating spaghetti or whatever. <laughs> and so we could still do it from I'd pay to see a couple ladies eat spaghetti. You know, like uh, that's, that's my fetish. Is like real messy, Mar- it's real sloppy, like the noodle, like a new, like a lot of slurping. And Mar- stuff. Marinara or Alfredo sauce? Uh, Alfredo, of course. Uh, yeah, Alfredo. yeah, yeah. Marinara just it looks it just looks like yeah. blood at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a different fetish. That's a different yeah, fetish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's for the Germans. <laughs> I I just love that scene in Patch Adams. They dunked that old lady in the noodles. That'll get me right right off. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the, bringing up Patch Adams. Work is, we're on such like a, at some point, like it's really been cool. Like I can kind of go on the road and still work now. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's, it's a weird, a weird time in the world that we can do that. That being said, you know, I feel bad for like the Jeffrey Tubins who uh, <laughs> is like there, but for the grace of God, go any of us. Right, right. <laughs> not, I, I don't think he did that. I don't think he did that thinking somebody's going to see this. 
dirty fun yeah. act. I mean, I think he thought like, oh, I turned off. Well, that meeting's over. I've got half an hour. <laughs> let's see what let's see what Riley Reed's up to. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see if Riley Reed started doing uh, videos where she puts her feet in spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I bet so. Was it Kevin? Isn't the real story of this? And and Pat, you probably come across this a lot. Not so much that this guy is has come up with a way to appear as though he's doing something for his job that he's not doing, but that another human being filmed it and reported it in a way that he could be caught that way yeah like if he gets caught on his own that's on him but i mean who's this lady taking pictures of him put him on the internet she took yeah, over the distance that, that, that's that no no class consciousness no solidarity like, right this is like, dude yeah i don't if i see you doing that no i didn't like that's that's how it is right. like i would never turn anybody in on that that, is, that does suck it's your business also, yeah but i don't echo what mike said i don't see the point if you're getting the work done who gives a shit where you're at right. i guess like but I think that's just that thing. Like these, I think these stories get sensationalized because there's like a lot of like really warring factions that are deeply invested on do we shift to work from home or do we go back to office office culture? And I think it's because nobody wants to lose those fucking real estate investments they have on these physical properties. Yeah. And so that's just I think they're just driving up this idea that people don't like working from home or that it's wasteful. And uh, that's that's my take on that one. So what I yeah. hear you saying right. is real estate is the real scam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't own a home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. want to get scammed. <laughs> not gonna get me. Yeah, no right. I like having fifty neighbors. Okay. So. <laughs> that is the word people that snitches, they deserve the stitches that yeah, are coming yeah, to yeah. them. I would say I would say leave them unstitched. Yeah. Call me crazy. <laughs> the, the, there was this lady back in the Dallas Fort Worth area. I don't know if she's still on your on your local TV stations there, Kevin, but I remember Becky Oliver, no, Brian. Uh yeah. Was she like oh, didn't she like show up at, at like people's jobs and they yeah. were like a, a government employee who was late for work or yeah, something. She, yeah, she was always just they like went the, home at four o'clock. I thought you were working till the working five. Like, there'd be like, yeah. like meter maids or something and she'd be like, <laughs> we filmed them for three hours just smoking at, at a park and not doing anything. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. they didn't write one ticket. Even when, even when it was just, even when it was like, be like, oh, police officers, we watched them just sit around the parking lot for an hour. Like, yes, then it means they're not they're not doing yeah. shitty things yeah. maybe there's nothing going on let them sit around yeah. yeah i get a little mad when i drive by and i see they got the cars facing each other and they're just like fucking talking about the wordle that day or whatever i get a little angry but at the end of the day i'm like you know what better there than anywhere closer to exactly. anyone else so. yeah better there than paying attention to me or or my my car that has a 2020 registration still <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I got laws. Yeah, I got laws to break. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got you to do. Stay in that church parking lot. <laughs> Bear claws, <laughs> dude. I, I tweeted about this the other day, and like, I, I wasn't like, I wasn't clout chasing as the youngins call, but I, mm. I got mad about it. I was, I got to HEB. It was raining. And I was putting in my earbuds to go into the shop, and this lady like. Uh, beckoned me over and I took my headphones out and she was trying to help this homeless lady get out of the rain and she was trying to put her little baby buggy that had a bunch of her shit in it into her minivan and couldn't lift it. So I went over there in the rain me and her kind of worked together move it in and we get it put in there and I turn around and one of those H-E-B overtime cops is just under the pavilion like on his phone and I was like man fuck you dude <laughs> just like that's all I don't know I got a little bad about it but yeah, yeah. 
I was like, man, get that motherfucker like a mop and a bucket or something. Like, do, do something. For, you know, right. Just like, like, clean the windows. I don't know. Do something. I, I've talked to it because when I worked at Buzzmill, there's a bar in, in Austin and there's a, over, it was a coffee shop. So cops would come in all the time and we give them free coffee because there was always some shit popping off. And it was it actually came in handy a couple times. Yeah. If there was <laughs> there. But I kind of got to know some of them. And uh, I'm not full of hate, but I'm also not going to wear a Blue Lives Matter shirt or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, maybe it's just because I got friendly with a handful of them. But they were definitely because some were just like scary adrenaline junkies that were ready yeah. to just like that were kind of. I mean, one was telling me about how he got in like this SWAT firefight, and I was like, man, it's, yeah. it must have been hard to go to sleep after that. He's like, nah, dude, it was fun. It was really it was exciting. <laughs> But they, but yeah, they were all telling me that there's lots of gigs that were just total, like even easier than the, than the, the HEB gig, you know, where it's just like, they just drive around, like hang out at like bus stops and stuff and just just kind of go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. If your neighborhood's bad enough, church is chicken. It'll just go, Hey, just like, so you camp out overnight, like a little gas station, security guards. You can, you're you're a cop. You can get some overtime hours out there. Yeah, probably get some free biscuits. Oh yeah, I do. I I grew up with a guy that, that ended up being a San Antonio cop, and we hung out one night, and he got so drunk on Sixth Street that he definitely flashed his gun at somebody in an argument. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the guy was like, "What do you do? Shoot me on Seventh Street?" And he was like, and then he just puts the show his badge, it's like, "I'll just have you fucking taken to jail." <laughs> like it was, it was a wild night. I hadn't seen him since high school, and that's. That's what he was getting up to with his law enforcement credentials. <laughs> I don't like cops and when they're doing bad cop behavior, but then when it goes to full bad lieutenant shit, it's kind of <laughs> like, nah, that's kind of cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're a cop and you're harassing me, fuck you. But if you do smoke and crack and wandering around <laughs> naked, flashing a piece, like, that's yeah, kind of funny. <laughs> Man. This is slightly off topic. We want to smoke a crack. I was just thinking about fucking the, the Toronto mayor. I just went oh, bizarre yeah. thing was the mayor of Toronto got caught smoking crack with gang members. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, <laughs> Rob Ford. Yeah, Rob yeah, Ford. Ford. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was just like, yeah, and he had like all the energy of like. Out of like drunk neighborhood dad hanging out with two black teenagers. He's like, hey, you motherfuckers can tell like this. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he was having so much fun. <laughs> it was so it's great. I loved it. Connecting with his constituents. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I love that there's like multiple like uh, incidences of bears getting caught smoking crack on camera. I know. Because <laughs> like crack is the scariest one of all the yeah. drugs. Least cost effective, zero return. We don't just like, yeah. <laughs> on the user end, mm-hmm. of course. It's got to be pretty great, though. <laughs> There's no cool musician. Yeah. Because well, you don't have time. It's full. It's like heroin. I feel like you can like shoot up and you can just like plug your guitar for like six or seven hours on the couch. But like, yeah. crack. Like, you don't have time to make and produce music when you're also smoking crack. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Because it's great. <laughs> yeah. Man, I think y'all are, y'all are looking at this the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How should they look at it, Brian? Any drug that makes you 100% unproductive is the best drug. Like that's <laughs> that's what you're going for, right? Like if yeah, it, if it yeah. takes the place of everything and you yeah. keep doing it, then you found the one. Wow, it's true love. But you made some strong points for crack, man. I've always been known as very pro crack. So, <laughs> like the, the thank you for smoking guy, but for crack. Mm-hmm. 
Nick Naylor. That's what it was. <laughs> we were just talking about Alf before the podcast started, and I don't know if you know this. There is footage of uh, Max Wright, the actor who played Willie, uh, smoking crack with some male prostitutes. Oh, uh, I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and also, he's not the same actor who played Mr. Drummond on Different Strokes. No, he. who would have missed But they're very similar. They do look like bird-like faces. They're very similar. Twenty years yes. apart. Yeah, but they both look like human white man roosters. Yeah, yeah. okay. And because of their, their time periods really overlap, so in your head you're like, "Was that guy just thirty five for twenty eight years?" <laughs> it just like fucking just went on through the spans of two people. Yeah, the guy who played Paul Kettle got a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> Way to make our most obscure reference ever, Brian. That's not that obscure. You got to watch the egg and I. You got to yeah. we got to talk about the egg and I for a while. You start with the egg and I, and then you go through the Ma and Paul Kettle movies. There's mm-hmm. like fifteen of them. There's a whole bunch of them, and that yeah. voice, because that that the mock kettle voice was used on Looney Tunes cartoons for uh, Cluckin' Hen many times. Oh, Paul, yeah. I can't do it. You know, oh, you know, Mom, yeah. Paul Kettle, Pat. Mom, Pat, no, that's not really Mom, Paul Kettle. So we're all fucking old on this podcast, yeah. shit. and um, I was look, I I was not alive when this came out. This well, is, yeah, but still, like that, uh, uh, this it's is still of that four time. channel TV era. Yeah, yeah. it was like there's a handful right. of channels, and this was like a weird, like it was Saturday mornings after cartoons on like the weird affiliate, like not network channel, but like the weird local station. Yeah. They would play like sometimes they play like old like horror Universal horror movies, like Monster, the Godzillas and stuff. But I remember like. For one run, they would always show this. It's they're called mom and pa kettle movies, and they're when I don't even know when they were shot by the fifties, I guess. And it was no, just about like a, the thirties, thirties and forties. Really? I've definitely heard the, I've definitely heard the name mom and pa kettle references as like some old shit. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> they were just uh, they're like it's about it. Just about they made all these movies, probably like fifteen about this hillbilly yeah. family who had like yeah. shit tons of kids, and the dad was real old, and the mom was just this. And there was always a <laughs> subplot with some of the teenage kids, and yeah, and was it was just like a bunch of like offensive like Appalachian stereotypes and shit. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, <laughs> but they weren't offensive back then, so it's okay. Yeah, it was fine <laughs> back then. <laughs> and back I then, no one was surprised bothered. if there were some other racial stereotypes <laughs> that popped up that I don't remember. Yeah, of some no, side yeah. characters. Because we've done, we we we're not uh, doing it to. We'll uh, we'll occasionally do uh, trying to do a get to know your podcast and try to talk about the random things that get referenced. And we actually did uh, did Little Rascals recently, and how like all the little rascals like died at a at a at a in tragic ways. But your name came up in that like you have the voice of what could be a little rascals. Like oh, you, wow. you'd be gravelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would be like, like, just like the, the studio would buy me as like a horrible child. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. like, give them more cigarettes. Make them sound yeah. fucking worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. Give me some some red yeah. bennies to keep acting, to keep running around, yeah, 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 yeah. chasing Darla. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It's like they're like, oh, you know, you're starting to get that stubble going on. He's like chemically castrated me or something. Yeah. <laughs> So, you guys ready for our next story? Yes, ready. Yeah. Okay. So, our next story comes to us from the BBC. The mm. Bad Boys Club. The Bad Boys yeah, Club. Yeah. Ooh, what are they getting up to? <laughs> Recently, a widow of an art collector in Brazil began giving away most of her artwork when she discovered it was cursed. Or more precisely, a psychic told her that her daughter was ill and the reason for it was cursed artwork. The psychic then began removing the artwork 
while saying it needed to be prayed over. Eventually, police in Rio de Janeiro caught wind of this and began to investigate. That's when they discovered that the daughter was not ill, and instead, she had hired an accomplice to impersonate a psychic. <laughs> I was going to impersonate a psychic. Like, no, we wouldn't have the money to get a real psychic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, Who can afford a psychic in this All right. economy? All right. Isn't every psychic impersonating a psychic? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> There's Sylvia Brown, and that's it. <laughs> She's the only real one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sylvia. Yeah, Sylvia. I remember her smoking on Montel. She'd always be on Montel oh, all the wow. time. She's like smoking <laughs> on there and just being like, we're going to figure out the cancer gene. Soon. <laughs> it's a thing with a gene. <laughs> yeah, she was super old looking, right? Yeah, but she was. She was like, Kedger's yeah. mid old. But she was also like, like, smoking lady old like oh, yeah. like oh, she okay. like she had cigarette face and cigarette <laughs> body like but just she was kind actually of, younger than us i wouldn't <laughs> be surprised <laughs> yeah she was rough for 26 a lot of sun a lot of cigarettes and a lot of sass <laughs> a lot of sass so <laughs> wait let me recap that story for okay. me again i'm is it, it it can't be illegal to go tell some like doofus that hey i'm psychic your dead grandma wants to give me money. That's not illegal, is it? If you steal from people by deception, yeah. It, where they catch them up, we, we, we've noticed on the show a lot where they get where they get tripped up. Uh, is, is is wire fraud? Wire fraud. You can kind of overlay any scam where you feel like the behavior itself wasn't like illegal, but if you obtain like a money transfer through fraudulent means, that can be covered under wire fraud laws. But what can prove? I mean, because it's sort of like if you were getting wire, if you were wire frauding a priest, you know, like how, yeah. how is that illegal? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's one of those things where like, yeah, what do you, what do you say to somebody? I mean, I guess, I don't know. I, yeah, it's one of those murky areas. I, I, yeah. I don't know who right. be, that is kind of things as a judge be like, like, well, you shouldn't have done that. But I mean, also you shouldn't have done that either. You know, like it feels like you're yeah. both fault. That is crazy. I don't know. I don't know how they would fall on that. Do they, did they make a decision? Yeah. What's the decision, Kevin? Well, hold on. I have a question before we get to this, but yeah. So in this case, like the fraud is that the daughter wasn't ill and she was just using that as a pretext to get the paintings, which she then sold. So the whole premise of like, uh, any crazy person can tell you anything and you can believe them. And as long as, you know, what they're telling you is what they believe yeah. or they're following through at least with that, then that's not fraud. But if they're, if they're using that as a pretext just to steal from you, then it's definitely fraud. Yeah. Think TV preacher. Yeah. So a TV preacher can say that by sending money, they're going to pray and they're going to heal your, your child's blindness or anything else. But one, they carry through with the prayer they promise. and they do exactly what they say they're going to do. It right. doesn't really get the, yeah. you can't, no one guarantees results. So. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a documentation process where they just like have to get a video. And like, <laughs> right. hey, this is me specifically praying for Timothy right. to get the candy. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, praying yeah. yeah. And then, if, if he'd be like, if like the ATM is like, see your records, <laughs> it's like, gotta go get the records and shit. There's just an accountant with a, with a spreadsheet open. <laughs> Tom, Tom Lombardo. You have to videotape yourself going, Dear God, please, 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 please make. And then he like looks over, uh, K, 
Karen's cancer. Cancer, <laughs> cancer. Which was kind. Didn't say which kind. Just whatever right. cancer. I don't know where it is. <laughs> you probably group all the cancers together to knock yeah. those out. Like that's probably your Monday. You yeah. come in, you knock them all out, and right. then you, you go home early Thursday, and that's when you do like the Legionnaires' disease or the dengue fever, <laughs> or, like the weird stuff. Rabies, like you, like you, you're always hoping for a rabies because that'll, that'll make your week. You have a bingo card. We got a rabies. Where do you file? Where do you file like the ones where they're praying for someone else to like, get like physical harm? Like if they're like, please let my neighbor suffer a heart attack. He's real. Do you file that? Do you do it on video? Are you culpable at that point? That's a that that opens a lot of doors. Yeah, is that culpable? That's like that crazy story about that girl. Like, I don't know, is her ex-boyfriend or just some dude who liked her who was like, I'm real depressed. I'm thinking about ending. She's like, you totally should. You should totally fucking kill oh, yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. she did. And then he did. Uh-huh. And then she got, I can't remember. She got in trouble for it. She, she, definitely she got, got charged s- with some level of murder. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like that weird thing of like, oh, she's legally, legally, she's a fucking bitch. That's for sure. Like that's, <laughs> that's he's a legal bitch. But I don't know that that's actually like murder. Yeah. Though, you know? You're you're a party. Yeah. If I if I tell you like, hey Mike, yeah, go rob a bank. Okay. And this is how you do it. And then mm-hmm. you go and rob a bank, then I've I've encouraged you to do that in a way. Into it uh, with detail enough that you know well, I'm kind of a collaborator. Then, with then can then can the movie Heat go to jail because that movie <laughs> has made me want to rob a bank. I mean, I haven't robbed a bank, but if I do, mm-hmm. a big I'm gonna uh, wear a suit. I'm gonna wear like a dope oh, right. tan <laughs> suit, and I'm gonna right. have a hockey mask on and a duffel bag. Are you prepared for a? A rolling gunfight through a, a random downtown. Is Michael Mann. Is Michael Mann culpable? I watched that movie Thief. I just watched Thief recently. Yeah. I watched it like last week. It's so good. Yeah. Surprisingly good. Yeah. James Caan before he was crippled James Caan. Maybe that's a movie that crippled. Did he get crippled on a movie? I don't think he was crippled. I think yeah, James Caan was crippled. crippled he fucked his back up real bad. That's why he walked weird. Oh, uh, he walks weird in that movie. And that I actually yeah. thought, like, was that... I, I remember, I actually, because I literally watched that movie last week, and I was, I thought maybe it was a character choice. Like, he was like, I did Because his character was like, I did, like, 10 years in the hole and yeah. fucking fought all the, the, fought the whole prison once or whatever. He had some yeah. backstory. I was like, oh, maybe it was a character choice, but... I was going to say he was in that movie, uh, Killer Elite, that I think came up before, and he's, he's like, doing karate and stuff. He's all moving around and flipping stuff around. He's doing and karate then, and bottle rocket, too. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I fucked up my back hard. going through the, I, I fucked my back up going through the Long Island Expressway. Like, my, my sister was getting her ass put by her husband, right? Like, I had to go, <laughs> <laughs> had to go intervene. It turns out I got shot up in the fucking toll booth. So, like, yeah, back's been on the skits ever since. My dad's crying, says I got massacred. <laughs> All right, so, so back to the story. So the, the, the woman, the, the woman is a widow of an art dealer. She's probably a Nazi. She's in Argentina, right? No, this is Brazil. Well, they're not these two. Oh, don't tell them that. We do have Brazilian uh, listeners, by the way. Oh, do we really? Hey. None in Argentina. I just look if I hear art collection in South America, I immediately think probably it's a, <laughs> probably yeah. it's someone who fled. So there's the the, the widow the of the art dealer. She's got a bunch of art. Psychic is telling her it's cursed, and that's what's making the daughter ill. Police investigate. The daughter's not ill. She hired a somebody who impersonated a psychic, and then once the police had the paintings, they or the police, well, the thieves had the paintings, they sold them to galleries. Police said 16 paintings had been sold, 
valued at $140 million with just three of those paintings valued at $138 million. Were any of them NFT apes? Nope. <laughs> the daughter, the psychic, and five other alleged accomplices face charges of embezzlement, robbery, extortion, false imprisonment, and criminal association. But she got away with this by saying, like, your paintings are cursed. Your, your cursed paintings are making your daughter ill. Right. Yeah. So the daughter pretended to be ill, and right. then her accomplice fake psychic showed up and said, so the daughter already knew mom was crazy and was likely to listen to anyone who claimed to be a psychic. Right. And that's what led to the entire. Now, what, what I don't, my guess is, and it, Pat, this is a question for you because this seems to be the case as well <laughs> with scams like this. Right. If these paintings sold for over $100 million, my guess is that this lady and her daughter weren't living in a dirt hut. Yeah. That she, pro- this was, this was about having, I have a lot of money. But I want more money, and how dare you not let me? Have, it's there's, right. there's yeah. like this. Yeah, it, like, you almost yeah. have to believe you're you're owed this somehow. Yeah, it's like a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like some like like um the the one of the steps along going full Menendez. Yeah, is like, <laughs> swindling the fucking paintings. Um, yeah, that is crazy. I I think that. I wonder what legal process was done to where the where, to where they could distinguish from the mom saying because the painting sold for one hundred thirty million dollars. What do they have saying that those were theirs to sell? The mom could be like, no, I, I let, if, if it's all like, if there's no documentation, I don't think she signed them over. And she's like, yeah, I let them borrow my paintings. They sold them at the very least of entitled to some of that money. I wonder if she would have a leg to stand on there. Uh, because like, it yeah. just seems that she, she could be like, yeah, well, they were never theirs to sell. They could be like, well, right. you gave us. There's no, there's no way to check it either way. Yeah, no, know. like whoever, whoever the galleries that they were, the galleries received stolen property. So the mom is getting the paintings back, probably. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, who wants to keep the fucking paintings? I, I'll take a picture of the painting. Give me the 130 million. Like, I'm yeah, just like, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. the same thing. It's, <laughs> and I'm sure they sold them for a lot less than 140 million. I'm sure that yeah. it was like, hey, do you want to? A forty million dollar painting. I'll let you have it for four million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, yeah, you don't sell stolen shit. I mean, I'll take value. the four. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> well, I, the paintings I believe was the one was uh, the dogs playing poker. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine one was it was like it's like Nighthawks at the diner, but instead of it's uh, James Dean and Marilyn Monroe, and they're in that diner late at night. Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was like one of those like um like those, those blankets you buy on the side of the highway where it's got like every organized crime movie figure on there. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like the cast of Godfather, like the like, like the cast of fucking uh a Bronx Tale, they're all just like having dinner. <laughs> yeah. It's like Tony Soprano's in the middle holding the glass and it's all like a, a tiger skin rug that you buy at the fucking flea market. I like that. That's classy. Oh, man. Super I'm classy. For that. Those paintings where it's uh Jesus, like a like a ghostly Jesus reaching over Trump and helping him write a bill. <laughs> I always wanted to make I always wanted to make one of those with the same level because they're actually like whatever you say, like they're proportional. Like they're drawn well. Like it's, yeah, I couldn't oh yeah, paint yeah, yeah. that good of anything. But right. I always wanted them to do one with that same skill level where it's Jesus and he's reaching down, but he's jerking off Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that would be just. I have so many relatives I would like to say that to. It's the one for the outcry of the barrio shit where he's getting, he's taking the, the heroin shot for the guy. You see that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's shooting up at his Jesus, putting his arm out, but it's just like Trump, I don't know, like starts shooting up with fucking out of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's just Jesus, starting, he's starting the Adderall for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
outcry in the barrio that's probably is uh, outcry the, that's a good scam question is outcry in the barrio a scam Man, you know what i don't know i've seen it for so long i think it's one of those things where like behind it is generally like a, a, a church or a ministry right. and they just have luck getting people to come in off off of those things because they've been doing it for a while so they have, must have some level of success are churches yeah. or ministry scams michael well that's the <laughs> yeah, whole that's no, yeah. the whole it's it's not like it's not legit like the rest of Christian heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like the power team. I mean, <laughs> they're not ripping any phone books in half. But yeah. Hey guys, seriously, they're very strong. Well, yeah. it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe they're that strong without some sort of divine intervention. Yeah. <laughs> They've been pans in half. Yeah. That guy blew up a hot water bottle with his lungs. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. How do you even exercise your lungs? I guess it's cardio. He can't smoke. Now I want to see a painting of a guy of a guy blowing up a hot water bottle with like a little translucent Satan trying to squeeze it together. Maybe you should explain to our, our the listeners outside of the U.S. what the power team is, Brian. Oh, the the power team was a was a group of red blooded American men who come to, to public schools all over America for an assembly and show you the the power of God and and how it helps them tear phone books in half and bend yeah. frying pans together and yeah. and of course blow up a, a a hot water bottle which I'm sure even at the point they were doing it they. Even though they probably only they probably bought a hundred hot water bottles a year, yeah. and that had they had to be the chief consumer of hot water yeah, bottles yeah, in the yeah. United States. Yeah, you nobody know, fucking uses those here. Yeah, it's like one of those facts you find out. But you know, Pizza Hut bought all the kale until like 1994 or whatever. Like. Yeah. <laughs> was the power team get all? It was the power team like four grandmothers. <laughs> Buy all the hot water. <laughs> yeah, that is such a mom and pop kettle thing. Those old water bottles, <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, my, my grandma. Like, I'll just, I saw her the other day, and she she'll always try to offer me something like that, like some remedy thing. She's like, "I got a Vicks, I got a Vicks vaporizer. You need it?" And I'm like, "No, I'm good." Yeah. <laughs> that, that and the uh, then the power team would also, I'm sure, end every. I never actually saw them, but I'm sure they oh, ended everyone out. with like, "I bet you guys think this is that we're real strong. We're a bunch of real strong guys." here but this strength that we have it's nothing compared to the power of god yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he can rip he can rip fucking four phone books in yeah. <laughs> and that would yeah, be like, another great you find out that heaven is just like praising god for eternity like when they actually tell you what Biblical heaven is like oh you just praise God for eternity. You just watch God rip phone books and shit for eternity. Like that's heaven. He's just punching through flaming boards. <laughs> you better cheer. Oh, you better cheer. <laughs> God doing crazy basketball dunks. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, he's like one of those like those like traveling like uh Extreme sports teams where it's like it was like they had two scooter guys, rollerbladers, a couple skateboarders, and they set up a ramp at like county yeah. fair. We could all they could all do backflips. So they, yeah. they would just do like forty backflips an hour for like the, the whole day. Oh man, <laughs> praise him! Yeah, yeah, praise me, man. Dude, you, at, the, at the end of those one people though, you said they all got charged with all, like all that like you know theft and all this stuff, but they also got charged with associating with criminals. 
Well, I think it's creating a criminal association, like oh, yeah. making a syndicate. <laughs> like, we're gonna we're gonna charge you for this. We're gonna charge you off for fucking being friends, obviously. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't fuck y'all think y'all can just know each other like that. I do have a question for you, which is so while I was writing this, I saw another story where some guy in Australia won seventeen million dollars at the lottery, and then he was scammed out of all of it by a psychic. And do psychics like are they super common? In turn, in scams, uh, like, like they, they pop mean, up. What, what, what's funny is I've seen them. If somebody, it's usually if somebody has has done a thing where their whole life has been pretty much one big scam. You'll, you'll we'll have stories like that. Like this this kid who pretended to be like a Saudi Arabian prince, even though he was like a Colombian dude, and he pretended to be a Saudi prince for like three decades. And it's usually when people have that weird ass lifetime hustle of being a scam artist. If you dig deep enough, there's a time where they scam somebody by posing as a psychic. Oh, it's wow. a weird, it's a weird common thread that goes between them. Like we did a story about a lady that scammed a shark tank producer and the shark tank producer ended up subscribing to our Patreon just to tell us to cease and desist. Wow. <laughs> And then he started, and then he, he wrote us back and he was so we I, I was so bad at the guy. He goes, My lawyer told me to to listen to the podcast, listen for instances of falsehoods. And he's like, and something happened. I fell in love with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I hope you'll understand I'll have to discontinue the Patreon subscription because it's too stressful to listen to. It was like, but fucking, yeah, he got it. Anyways, but that guy, the lady that hit him. Uh, fucking when you, when you dig back in her history, the scam she did before him was she was a, a fake online psychic in LA and she had nothing but one, one star reviews because people were like, This bitch is fake, and it was just uh, yeah, and that wasn't her main gig. But if you just dig a little bit further, a lot of these people in the common thread is they pose as a psychic at some point, it just okay. happens. But it is a, and not to be too like stoned in a in a in a college freshman dorm room, but like, isn't that just what religion is, man? <laughs> but like, seriously, like, it is just yeah. like, I mean, I mean, maybe I don't know how you, you know, like, legitimately tell, like, well, I've I've predicted the cards yeah. correctly four times. I'm a legitimate psychic versus like ah, I'm a fake because there's it's just like saying like ah no I see your aura and it's it's this kind of <laughs> shit or whatever and and I mean but that's a priest is going like ah no I'm I can talk to God and uh, he's yeah. and I he in he, he went to a school that certifies him a priest or whatever but like he's still this kind of the same thing like I need you to give money to me i mean it's to the whole church but i need essentially I'm, i want you to give me money because i talked to the guy upstairs and he tells me messages to to trickle down to you heathens <laughs> <laughs> i i think with the psychics what people go to them for is like whether they're accurate or not i think good ones and ones that resonate with their clients uh-huh. do a good job of just promoting an environment that the person feels like you know what i, yeah. I really felt they were empathetic i felt like they were asking like probing questions and i would imagine if you went to a quote-unquote fake psychic they probably wouldn't be that empathetic or, or they wouldn't make their yeah. person feel comfortable or feel like they had this experience where they're like oh i feel like they might have been saying something because they're just legit not connecting with the person because they're just in it to like scam them so maybe people's intuition can just be like yeah this person's even there full of shit this person i gave her 50 bucks but she drank tea with me for an hour and got to know me and yeah. said some stuff that was relatively poignant and at the right. end of the day that's what i'm looking for this person couldn't even do that one star right. yeah a good psychic is just a therapist that can talk to ghosts <laughs> yeah <laughs> Huh? Spooky therapist. Yeah, just a spooky therapist. <laughs> but I mean, isn't people who who have like people who have a psychic and they keep going back? I mean, isn't 
they're going for the same reason that people go to therapy, right? It's the, or people who meet with their their preacher person every week, right? It's yeah. the same. Yeah, they're they're scratching the same itch, and so there's it's like there's it's the line about you know pornography. I know it when I see it. Like there is yeah. <laughs> uh, whether you're a therapist, you're a preacher, like anyone whose job is is engendering trust from the person they're talking to. If that's the way they make money they have to create this arbitrary line that they won't allow themselves to go over because mm-hmm. all this, it just, yeah. it, it's not a scam until it is. Right. right. And then yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we yeah. all agree, like again, TV preacher, that's a scam, but yep. small town preacher who they collect coats for the neighborhood and do all, I mean, yeah. churches do lots of charitable stuff and psychics, you know, help a lot of people or they collect millions of dollars worth of art. And, and <laughs> 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 well, our, my co-host one time, she put it well, she's like, yeah, come on, host, wonderful comic, Kath Barbadoro, uh, hosts the show with me. But she's like, you know, one of one of the smartest people I know. And she talks about, you know, she'll routinely go to psychics or like go to like, you know, get their tarot cards read. And she was like, at the very least, it just provides you with like a pegboard to kind of like you have you have to when you hear their their predictions, it forces you to kind of take account of your own life, do a little introspection. Yeah. And maybe, you know, like they get you to thinking about what the fuck it is why you can't wake up in the morning or whatever you go to psychics for to help yeah. you with. We had tarot card a tarot card reader come on the show one time yeah. and uh, Shelby Shelby and uh, and yeah it felt like it is because you're putting your personality on this thing so you're definitely yeah it is it's it is a similar right. deal but psychics anytime I've ever been to a psychic I'm always just like what is I've because I've been to a handful and it's. I don't know. It's, it's never, it's never, I just want to see lasers or something come out of their <laughs> eyes. Smoke. Yeah. Yeah. You said one on 35 when you're coming in the 35 in North, in North Austin. It's been there for yeah. decades. Yeah. Uh, my chick was telling me that they went in there to get a reading one time. And like that lady is like mighty proud of her fucking psychic abilities. And really? they wanted, like, yeah, I don't know what is too expensive for a tarot card reading, but she was charging it. Wow. <laughs> so oh, wow. Maybe it's like art though. You know, you just go in. We talk a lot about art, about like, we, you know, like goofy stories about a guy yeah. that tapes a banana up to the wall and try and sells it for like, literally like $200,000 or whatever. Yeah. And maybe the same with psychics. Like, no, nah, I'm the best one. I'm yeah. just, I just right. am. <laughs> you just call it and then you see it. The worst thing you can do is probably you're, you're going to cheat yourself out of business or people aren't going to think you're authentic if it's a good deal. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's you the, find the sweet spot. Right. Right. That's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pricing. I mean, that's gotta be a big part of it too. Right. And of any kind of scandal, you got it. And again, this is maybe, maybe for you, Pat, it just seems like when they get to be really good and really effective, it's a lot of fucking work, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the work, there's a ton of work in doing it right. Well, you, get, yeah. you get embedded and then you got to keep all your lies up in the air. Yeah. Keep everybody jumping the way you need them to be jumping. We, we call it our other show. We, we, we actually have a term for that. We call it the, uh, the Henry Hill moment. Ooh. And it's like that day where Henry Hill gets popped when he's just like, I got to go stir the sauce. I got to go yeah. buy the silencers. I'm doing cocaine. I'm driving. There's helicopters. And it's like that moment right before the like freeze motherfucker. It's like that moment in time. We've done it. The, the the Henry Hill moment. Yeah. And there's some people where it's like not until the end. And there's some schemes that are so complex. You're just like, yo, this dude's whole entire adult life was one big Henry Hill moment. Like he was yeah. just spinning plates of, you know, from when he like started the scam until he died. Like Bernie Madoff, for example. Yeah. When you get yeah. uh, Bernie Madoff, it wasn't like he had a golden time where he was just having a great time. He was pretty much just covering his ass for decades. Like he was not like the money was there, but he was he wasn't able to breathe easy his entire adult life. 
Yeah. It's such a weird way to, to like people like that, like made off. It's just like you're playing a character and I guess you forget it's something pathological, I guess, yeah. you know, yeah. you just like you're playing this character and you just start like, I, I've only met a few like legit pathological liars in my life. And I was always like, I kind of always wanted to hang out with them a little bit more because they were <laughs> fascinating because there were people that would lie about weird things they did not need to lie about where it wasn't yes. like, because some people will lie like, you know, career stuff to make them seem bigger or just like, you know, alpha stuff, all the chicks they got, whatever, make them seem. But these were people that would lie about just weird shit. <laughs> prove it immediately that that was untrue like yeah. just yeah. bold face stuff i mean it's kind of like the weird like honestly like like the weird like the trump stuff that like blows yeah. me away where he can just say a thing and go like i said this and it didn't happen and, yeah. and people are like no no that's right he said that yeah. and i think it's just like projecting confidence but like some of the pathological people that i was around thinking mostly this dude i worked with at best buy for a while this is like two decades ago and this this motherfucker would just come in and just talk about things that happened over the weekend that were just like yeah. physically implausible <laughs> yeah. you know and like just like just like it was insane give us an example uh, well he he would talk about how his mom was jerry jones personal assistant what? and he got on a plane and like flew to like mm. flew with her to a game and was hanging out with 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 like all the players and just, <laughs> just i mean just insane shit where you'd be like well that you went to the game on Sunday and then you flew home on Sunday night. You must have been the store manager. Clock shift here, yeah, and, yeah, and the yeah. game was in Washington D.C. <laughs> Just like, why, why go for this? Why yeah. are you going for this in the break room? To me, who you know doesn't care about football. <laughs> Just like yeah, that is a weird lie to tell you. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, listen, Jerry, I gotta get back to Best Buy. He's like, come on, come on, Steve, come out. The whole team loves you. He's like, no, I know. Tell him I said goodbye. You know, I, I, I used to work with a guy uh, at, a, at a food truck job, and he was like a little bit older than me. He was like, at the time, I was in my early 30s. He was probably, I think, in his early 40s. He was just a weird fucking dude. And but he, uh, whenever, whenever like a musician or a band was on, it was always like, Oh, um, you know, like, like I know these guys, or I have a personal experience with these guys. And one time we were playing, he was, he was always like rock artists. And one day we were playing like Houston rap, like Switcher House stuff. And he's like, You guys all used to live in Houston, right? And we were like, Yeah, yeah. He goes, Yeah, man. I used to, uh, my friend was a, a DJ and record producer. And the whole screw crew would come and hang out at my house. So like, <laughs> that's not what they're called. Like, like, <laughs> like, yeah. They were like, which ones? He's like, all, all of them. They were all there, man. Oh. All, all the ones you know and love. Everyone's favorite favorite figures. And you're like, okay, yeah. like, do you have any names? Like, just the whole damn crew, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I never, I never learned their rap names. I just knew their their real names. So it was like Jeff and Scott. Yeah, right. and Tucker, and just like they're Tucker. really great guys. <laughs> That is not a genre of music I know a lot about, but even I know better than to call them the Screw Crew. <laughs> the screw Crew. Yeah, the whole was, Screw Crew. It was the whole they screw were all out. Crew. Yeah. 
Like they all have like, like 30, 40 people who are just like obscure figures, like from Houston street life that like some of them like drifted through the vocal booth occasionally in the late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. but they were just full time crooks otherwise. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah, I just hung out with all those guys, man. <laughs> That's so good. I don't, I was, yeah, I don't know what causes people to do that. It's like that kid, like, you know, like the kid in school, like the Napoleon Dynamite type. Like, my, my uncle works the Secret Service and I shoot top secret guns on the weekends. And it's something about, some people get they scratch you got an itch doing it. It's yeah. bad. Like it it makes sense that you would try that once or twice when you're a little kid, because I'm right. sure yeah. I did oh, once or twice kids, when I was a little I, kid. I remember kids in there like crazy elaborate lies. And even even at five, when I don't have a lot of if you tell me something and I'm five years old, I'm pretty much gonna go, Well, he said it, so it must be true. Yeah. But <laughs> But you know, there were these kids who would just go on and on, and you're like, "No, I'm." There is no summer camp for GI Joe where I get to hang out with Snake Eyes. And yeah, it's five dollars yeah, yeah. for yeah. two months. I, I have five dollars. I remember, I remember in the fifth grade, this kid, this kid was, I, I somehow it came up amongst fifth graders that I was, I was shocking, uh, still a virgin, and. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Mike's not fucking anybody. <laughs> You're not smashing? Yeah, yeah. Um, he, was, he asked if I was, at, you know, and I admitted to that, and he clowned on me for a while. And then I, you know, I was like, well, where did you, who who have you with? And he was like, yeah, my dad took me to this special, it's a whorehouse, but it's just for kids, you know. There's two levels. There's the adult level of the whorehouse and the kid level of the whorehouse. <laughs> And it was like different parts of the same building, but like, you know, I, we went in together. He went one way. <laughs> it's just like mm-hmm. the implication awesome. that there's a place out there just raping kids. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and his dad took him there. He's like, oh, yeah, right, dad yeah. took me to the child sex shop. <laughs> well, you're, right. you're in fourth grade. You're old enough. Come, come get and, the car. And that there would be like a clear line of like, no, sir, this is for 18 and under. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the right. clients are all the, the the clients on the on the kids side. We're all kid clients. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. It's the kid pimp. It's a kid door guy. Yeah. It's, crazy. it's a real it's a real little rascal situation. Oh, it is. <laughs> Did he? And I don't know how much detail he got into, but do you think he intended that he had? Sex with a older lady prostitute, yes. or they no, no. also have had sex with a kid. It was all like, so the, it was the area so that he went into. It was all is, yeah. It was all uh, young prostitutes. I mean, I think he might have said she was like thirteen or something like that. No, but it was all that. Yeah, like there was this area, and there was the the adult prostitution area, and then the kids prostitution. Area. I like the idea of a fifth grader going. Yeah, she was really hot. She was an eighth grader. <laughs> well, I mean, and I, I believe he didn't say a whorehouse. It was he called it a hoe house. No. <laughs> Billy, get your coat. I'm taking it to the hoe house. <laughs> yeah. How long did you believe this to be true, Mike? That's the. Um, I I feel like I was doubtful about it in the moment, but I did not press him or call him on it because part of me was like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe I. Right. Why I would didn't, somebody I didn't have enough up? experience to know that? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, you know, as a kid that was not very it's confident, so funny to me. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. I know now. I kind of want to find him and go like, "That was a good fucking line, man." That's real. That's a real fun. 
it is a lie that goes full circle that you like you kind of hate him for a while you think it's yeah. so stupid but now yeah. looking back on like man what a so funny <laughs> I, I like the idea that you track this guy down and and tell him it's a great story and he's like what do you mean story what do you mean story he's not even thinking about it like he like survived it he's like no it was tight i crushed <laughs> ass <and everything. laughs> i'll take you there right up. now he's now you stay in the adult it section <laughs> oh man it was cool she let me take off her training bra <laughs> <laughs> The, the, I don't remember the kid's name, but I remember exactly, like, I remember where we were uh, in Jennings Elementary, um, and I remember what he looked like. Uh, he had a very flowing, curly kid mullet, a wavy, a wavy mullet. It was the hair of the times. Yeah, the times. That's, that's what we really talked about in the Stranger Things days. It was... Uh, <laughs> They, they need to bring that up. The kid ho house. The ho house. <laughs> the ho house for kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you call it the called Discovery Zone? Let's <laughs> 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 let we're in the uh, now. I think we're fully in the town hall corner. Okay. Uh, would you guys? If you guys ever had any scams committed upon you, or have you ever committed some? Short change once. You got short change once. Yeah, at Kroger's. I, was a, I was a checker. Yeah, at Kroger's. Kroger. No S, Kroger. Kroger. Well, Kroger. Is there more than one? It, it's not. I'm not talking about more than one. I'm talking about a singular How many grocery store. You, well, you and there's mo- then it's called Kroger's. His name was Ben Kroger. The store is called Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at but Kroger. It's, but it's his store, Kroger's. No, he founded it. Albertsons is your store. Yeah. No, nah, I think That's you're thinking plural. Jewel Osco. Or maybe Food <laughs> okay. Lion. Anyway, it was I was just, I was a really good sacker, and they promoted me to checker really fast because I was I was a really good employee for the good people at Kroger. It always got busy at about <laughs> five thirty or six, and so you you always have about like six people in your line. This is back when you could still buy smokes at the checkout and everything. And there's no cameras anywhere back then. Nobody's really watching anything. All the, like there were probably ten registers going, and either a family or people who were obviously together came through. They were all talking. They were they were loud in the line. All dudes. The dudes were kind of up front, like three really big guys, mm-hmm. and uh, bought like five things and just talking the whole time, and and like kind of spread out around the register talking. I literally had been in, like I they don't they don't give you training on this when you're a checker. And look, it's, it's so obvious now, but I, I was not expecting this at all. They, they kind of casually give you some money and they're still talking. And, and then it's this very polite, like, like, oh, shit. And, and you know, you've got as soon as the till opens, you're counting money and they just kind of know kind of based on timing what's going on that you've your till still open. You've removed some cash. And then they start like, I think I just gave you like, oh, shit. And it's just it's real fast. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. your lines long and there's yeah. this push. One of the guys is like walking towards the exit, kind of yelling, come on, let's go. It's like, like yelling to his friends, to let go. And they're they're never really yelling at you. So there's never like there was never in this moment where I, where I thought like these guys are trying to take advantage of me. It was just this very they created a very yeah. hectic situation. Right. It ended up being like nine, they got like 19 bucks, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. So my till was short 19 bucks. I had to figure out what it was. But I mean, I've in in now I've seen it like twice in my life. I've seen at grocery store, not at grocery, convenience stores, people in front of me in line try to do the same thing. Like I I it's really easy to spot the first time some like somebody does it to you, but worked. 
Yeah, I, I've worked so many tills and cash registers. Yeah, like I worked in pawn shops for years. So I, I got yeah. some people trying to uh, yeah. scam us all day. Like, yeah, I, I got I got scammed one time. Was uh, I trying to pawn his car and get like get like a, like a loan on his car? And he wanted an amount that we couldn't give him because we had to resell it, you know. But he was like, so I I needed a car, so I told him that I would pay the other half of him personally. And he would, and we would give him a loan for like a thirteen hundred. I was like, I'll pay you the other twenty to twelve hundred to get twenty five hundred for this vehicle, and then I'll just pay the loan off and get it out. He's like, cool. Well, so we did that, and I gave him the thirteen hundred. And then he came in one day when I wasn't there, and the other employee didn't know that we had this arrangement, and he fucking just picked the like picked up the loan. Was like, yeah, he get my car out of loan. So I just gave the guy thirteen hundred dollars for uh, nothing, oh, and that man. that felt like shit, man. Uh, uh, yeah, that was, real, that, was that, that was it was like my my, my income tax like ten years ago. Oh, but, wow. Uh, yeah, that was a rough one. Uh, also, like you said, if we've ever committed a scam, now that I don't have to worry about uh, when I'm a day job now, so if I if I worked in a place that was not mom and pop owned and it was like a publicly traded company or a franchise, if you're listening and you've ever employed me, yeah, I've ran some kind of game on you because I think I don't, <laughs> I have no fucking yeah. Corporations are not people. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. If I catch you slipping, I will capitalize upon it. Uh, but if you're a mom and pop business owner or someone I respect, you're good. I'll never do anything to a real person or a citizen. But if yeah. your company is publicly traded yeah. and you guys yeah you guys haven't really done all your fucking homework i'm the wrong guy to hire i'll tell you that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe you know. i wasn't as young i don't know maybe the inclination isn't there anymore i don't know i haven't had a day job in a minute uh, <laughs> I, I think working for a giant corporation would kill me so bad yeah yeah they're not people they they yeah, yeah steal from walmart everyone yeah yeah, steal yeah, from yeah. best buy they like it the only company I respect is HEB. And at my brokest and my youngest, when I was like, new job, don't get a paycheck in two weeks, have $10 to my name. Yeah, I've taken advantage of the fact that I was a white guy with a shirt and a tie and just fucking walked out with my fucking cart before. <laughs> because I was like, yeah, I have three weeks to my first check commission <laughs> job. You know, like, so yeah, and, 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 you know, but yeah, Walmart, always okay. Always morally yeah, right. Yeah. Fuck them, go yeah, HEB might be the one, uh, the one big corporation yeah. that gets uh, gets a pass, gets a holy it's day. What I respect. I saw a tweet. I was like, HEB, Texas, love it because it's the closest thing we have to infrastructure. We spent a lot of time there too, right? And yeah, HEB sushi is pretty good. It's not bad. Oh, yeah, dude, I bought HEB sushi today. It's very <laughs> yeah. good. It's maybe some of the best in town. I've been anyway. That's a that's a whole other conversation. Outside of Central Texas, HEB is a grocery store chain. It's Texas. They treat their people really well. They have really good food. Can't praise them highly enough. So, Pat, what is the best way to sneak into a concert? (laughs) Oh, best way to sneak into a concert? That is easy. That is a that is a black shirt, black pants, and a fucking rag in your back pocket. Oh, like you're a stage hand. Bottle, yeah, bottle of water. The other case of water bottles. Hey, hold on. Coming through, coming through. Hold what on. About, <laughs> what about instead of a case of water bottles? What about a bag of ice? Bag of ice? Yeah, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. As a, as a door guy, and like, I, I've always been a door guy like hundreds of times, like, yes, which I guess man. is not shocking when you look at me that I've been, been door guy. But yeah, I, I don't fuck, I don't give a shit. I don't feel like checking ideas. When shit's like stressful, it's like South by, and you come in, there's like, you have a rag or anything, there's something on your wrist, you're carrying a bag of ice. Right. I'm like, yeah, come on in, man. Oh shit! Yeah, shoot! Mo- yeah, come on in, shoot! Modest mouse, where the fuck is your place? What if you have a dolly that you don't care about that you're willing just to abandon? Can you roll uh, into yeah. a dolly anywhere? I'll let a guy in my own fucking house if he has a dolly. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you try. You tried hard enough. Come on in. Let her. <laughs> right. Hang on. Hang on. I got scammed. Well, actually, just the other day, in that I. I was dumb and left my um, my laptop in the in the TSA at uh, at the airport in Minneapolis. I left my laptop because they're like, ah, it made me confused, and I was late for the flight. So anyway, like, so right, and I'm going to get on my computer on the flight, and I'm like, fuck. And then so the second I land. I go and I sit down and I start m- making phone calls to the airport. And of course, nobody's answering anything. So then I was like, TSA lost and found. And the first thing that came up was just the most like official looking oh, Minneapolis shit. lost and found. Oh, we'll wow. take care of it. And it was 40 bucks. It was like, well, yeah, you give us 40 bucks. It's a, some kind of fee for doing it. And uh, we'll track it down. You put in all this information, gave them the 40 bucks and then... I don't know, like immediately tried to, you know, I'll try and make a phone call again and then did another thing and realized like, oh, here's the real website. Oh, no. Here's the, here's the actual Shit. website that you're supposed to call. And here's the same form, only there's no fee on it yeah. anywhere. And I think there's a lot of those. I think there's especially yes. like concert tickets and shit like that. Like it is so they know how to like rig that Google game to where yeah. the first thing right. that pops up is, is that. Yeah, that's just terrifying, man. Like, like, like Especially if it's something like like they know people are looking for it, you're panicked, you're freaking out, you're like, oh my fucking laptop, you're you know you're not probably not doing the due diligence. You're just like, what? Okay, whatever. American Airlines, yeah, yeah. yeah, totally, right. Well, in that forty dollar line, I mean, that's that's the sweet spot, right? That's the smart amount. Yeah. And you could even explain like, no, this is, it's still a service. Yeah. People are so frazzled. They're traveling. We take care of it for them. And they we're going to worry about it. Shipping, you know, right. and there's all right. that. Yeah. Cause honestly, like 50, I would have gone like, wait a minute. But 40 <laughs> yeah. is, just 40 is a perfect. the maximum amount yeah. that I'm like, ah, I guess no, that sounds right. Like $40 got desensitized me from years of buying drugs. <laughs> like yeah. 40, that, that should be like a somewhat alarming amount of money. Like 40 fucking bucks. But just I've, I've forked over specifically $40 so many times in my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird what, um, what is, like $40 is a lot. And when it's a little like forty dollars for like oh like four drinks or five drinks in yeah, LA yeah, or something yeah. like that, and then I go somewhere like ah oh, man this band's really good I like them a lot and I can tell they're struggling on the road and I'd like to help them but forty dollars for a T-shirt and a record yeah. come on <laughs> for two things that I'm gonna keep forever right and enjoy yeah. never forever. get rid of yeah yeah, yeah. shit like yeah you can spend like. You buy like three tacos, a Gatorade, and a fucking Red Bull from a gas station, and you're like over thirty. You're almost at forty yeah. at that point. Like, yeah, yeah. I I I almost got scammed. I'm. I, I take it back. I I immediately caught the scam when it happened. Uh, when a, there was a, a moment that I was immediately like, "Oh, you motherfucker!" I got I got a DM on uh, on Instagram. And it looked like a dude. There was I didn't go way back into his thing, but I immediately like, oh, is this a real person? And it looked like a real person. He was like, hey, my kid's a really big fan of your band. Can I write a? Uh, will you write a birthday song for him? How much will you charge or whatever? I'll give you. I think he said I'll give you five hundred bucks or something like that. And I've written birthday songs for friends for and for just even like some people that have just hit me up. Like, would you do this for my wife or whatever? I guess I should, I don't know, since this is going out, she goes, it's always a thousand, but it's been way cheaper in the past. When it happened, you know? And so I was like, what, it's a thing that I've done before. So I was just kind of like, what, just real quick. What, when you say birthday song, what, what, what makes a birthday song? 
Is it like 30 seconds? Is it just you like, is it a jingle? Like what? Yeah, I kind of do a jingle where okay. it's just been kind of like, I don't know. It's always been a thing where like, well, tell me like, I don't know, 10 things about them and I'll just kind of try and squeeze it into like a silly little song. You sing or a Mad Lib to him. Actually, I'm not going to ask him to do it, but Pat is an amazing rapper and can you can give him five. You got to go see his group. They're called Vanilla Presley and people will <laughs> shout out like 10, five, eight topics and, uh, He'll freestyle them all into oh, wow. a, a thing. That's it's, awesome. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a neat little human trick that gets us paid. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. I mean, so it'd be like if somebody was like, hey, can you do this for, you know, so I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Tell me some things about your kid. And I should have been a little bit because he told me like, uh, he, he gave me some, a couple facts and they were a little too vague and generic and I, I should have. But I actually kind of started fucking around with the song and started like thinking about it and stuff. I hadn't recorded anything. So we, we went back and forth a little bit. And he was always really like insistent, like, hey, is this cool? Is this cool? Are we going to do this? And he was really like aggressive about it. And finally, I'm like, yeah. And he was like, okay, cool. And I think we agreed on, I guess it was 500 or whatever. And then immediately it was like, hey, this crazy thing just went down. My, my assistant accidentally wrote a check for 1200 bucks, but I trust you. And so they're going to send you the check, just deposit it. And then you can just, you know, uh, you can just Venmo me the rest back. And I, and I'm mad at myself now because I should have, played him for a long time but immediately got mad I was like fuck you you're no good at scamming people fuck my dick, motherfucker. Um, but I, in retrospect i wish i would have like just strung it out for a long time and been yeah. like yeah like, oh no that check i lost it can you send me another one <laughs> you know? Dude, i had a, 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 a comedian friend of ours i don't know well, a friend of ours but i don't remember gene getman but, i remember uh, he, gene getman yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he strung a scammer a long time and the guy was like, come on, man, I really need to send you the checks. And he was like, well, I can't because I'm fishing. And he's like, hey, I don't have my phone. He goes, how are you talking to me? He's like, I want my laptop. The guy's like, on a boat? Really? You're on your laptop on a boat? He's like, I am. <laughs> and it was just a great conversation. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, those those like online scammer things. Uh, I had this dude, uh, I just, I know a guy that I, I hang out at, uh, at, at one of the bars in my neighborhood I'm with. And he's um, a tough dude, San Antonio guy. And like, you know, an illicit trade and he's gonna call from or a message from me one day on Instagram. He's just like, Hey bro, I've been buying a lot of Bitcoin lately and you should too. And I was like, man, I was like, I was like, you I don't know if you did any research on the guy you're trying to pretend to be. I was like, but you have <laughs> missed the fucking mark by a mile, sir. And he's like, oh come on, dog. I'm making a lot of money. And I was like, no, this is this is trust me, you're you're failing your character work here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel pretty immune to most most of the ones I hear about. I'm like, I don't think that would go down. The only the only scary ones are uh, there's this drug in Colombia where it's called the the Devil's Breath, and it's kind of like the zombie powder and that they oh, do yeah. in Haiti and stuff. But this just kind of like knocks you out for. Uh, it's made off this this plant called the baracha. It's like a name that like translates to like the drunk flower, but they make it's a specific drug. It's called like so uh, I'm gonna can't remember anyway. But it's a whole thing, and like chicks do it to dudes. And there's like a rule that's like the the four ten rule, and it means that when you're down there in Colombia, if you're a four. And a girl's a 10 that's coming on to you. Like she's trying to scare you. You got to know your attractiveness rating because yeah, these women, they'll come and they'll just blow, they'll blow this powder in your face or they'll put it in your drink. And it makes it, it just makes you like be docile 
and down for anything. And then you kind of wake up like, you know, six, eight hours later that a lot of these dudes will wake up in a park. And like some of them have stories where it was like literally like they went home and helped these women and some other dudes that show up just clean out their entire apartment. And like oh, the door wow. guy was like, no, you said these were your friends and you were, they were moving some stuff. And uh, be like, I don't remember doing that, but you absolutely, you absolutely did. And it's just this, that would be the scam because that is playing on your ego that, Oh yeah, no, these hot chicks would want to talk to me. All these <laughs> yeah, Jennifer yeah. <laughs> Lopez looking gals. Why wouldn't they be attracted to old Mike Weeby? <laughs> Mom was right about me. Yeah, no, that's why like, I, I feel like just from years of like like growing up as like a fat kid and getting teased, like I would benefit of that is I know. Like I know what's up. Like I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. This, ain't, this, this ain't right. Like, why are you here? Why are you sitting next to me? Come on, girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know that's why any strip club I've ever been in, I just like I can't suspend the disbelief <laughs> that you're just yeah. want to yeah. chat it up with me on my lap, stranger. Yeah. Right. Right. All these other guys are so boring. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. I just want to hang out at this table right. <laughs> they're making me go unless you pay me some money they're gonna yeah. make me go <laughs> my friend lied to his stripper and told her we had cocaine one time she came back and hung in our house we didn't have any cocaine <laughs> she, got there, she was so mad i was like what are you gonna do when she gets here he's like i was gonna see if the neighbor had some <laughs> she just showed up and like hung out like texting for like five minutes was just like well i'm gonna leave <laughs> <laughs> I got some yellow jackets from the gas station. Just <laughs> <laughs> like old ass drugs. Like, yeah, I got some black beauties. You know, just, like, yeah. <laughs> I got the original Quaaludes. You ever snort nutmeg? <laughs> it's, it's like cocaine. <laughs> Dry out these banana peels. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> Serino's like old drug trip experiences on arrowhead.com. No. Uh, this is like this. Just, it was like this early, like early two thousands internet site. I'm sure it's still up. Yeah. But people like write about drug experiences. You know, you go there and like and click and like, of course, like the heroin ones are usually about addiction. But they have these weird ass ones where it's like, yeah, nutmeg or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah the guy like, yeah, uh, you know, smoked caffeine or some crazy just shit like that. And have all these yeah. weird ass you know, tales and stories and experiences. And I just read those, and my mom went through my search browser history. Like, yeah, there's some porn, but there was just a lot of like drug trip shit. She's like, what the fuck are you reading? <laughs> I want, I want to take the ayahuasca route and find yeah, myself, yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but fucking startups never gonna get off the ground if I don't fucking pay this guy twelve fifty to guide me through an ayahuasca trip, mom. But that's got to be the newest scam, right? Like the the I'm the. I'm the psychedelic guru to the tech bros. That's kind of oh, we, like, we did a story on that. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's been happening. What, wasn't it? God, like 10, 15 years ago, it was it was the basically a a smoke tent where they'll they're ta- yeah. they'll tarp over oh, like a sweat, sweat lodge. Sweat lodge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if the drugs were involved, but like, and somebody died, and that's how it kind of yeah. got out that people were yeah, doing this. But yeah, but they're like fasting for like three days, and just stuck in a yeah. fucking sweaty teepee. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Like you, that's no startup cost at all. Yeah, I got a tarp in there. Yeah, I cannot feed you for three days and yeah. make you yeah. miserable. Gotta go buy a linen robe and then yeah. uh, off to the races. Right. Like get a pedicure. Your feet gonna yeah. look good, I think, if you're, yeah. if you're gonna play yeah. the, the part. If some good looking feet walk in there and just and like ring a bell a bell you ring every once in a while. Yeah. Like, don't explain it. Yeah. Just, just a bell rings. Hey, uh so Pat, where can people find you? Where's your uh podcast? Oh yeah, yeah. Um so if you are a uh, if you like 
podcast, the true crime podcast. I, I do one called Lie, Cheat, Steal. Uh, you can find us uh, on Patreon or Patreon. Well, we are on Patreon as well. But you can find us on uh, Apple podcast uh, google stitcher itunes all that shit uh we also we do a we have a patreon as well if you like what you hear but yeah it's just stories about liars frauds thieves and bullshitters and uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's a great podcast it's one of my favorites i love the i lo- actually i listened to the henry hill one just oh, the other nice. day which was yeah, great we find in the full henry hill episode to like compliment all the times we've been having henry hill moments yeah that was cool huh? that was in, great in, in honor of ray liotta you know, um, one time Henry Hill and I, I, I don't even think it's I should have even looked it up. So he was on YouTube, but Henry Hill was on Geraldo, like later era Henry uh-huh. Hill. And like he was real gacked out and just like moving around and grinding his jaw. And, oh, and, oh, yeah. and Geraldo like puts his hand on Henry Hill's like knee and goes, Henry, you're using again, aren't you? And he's just like, no, no, man. No, he's like, Henry. <laughs> I can tell you're using you're you're on drugs right now in front of the whole crowd, and it was this weird like, oh, I feel so bad for Henry Hill, (laughs) completely a piece of shit. But still, like, I like I like the made up version of you so much. Yeah, Yeah, um, there was a a comic uh, like a a shitty promoter in New England when I was when I was there doing doing shows when I first started, and his dude like got a uh, a bar to let him run a show there. And the owner was like, yeah, whatever, take the fucking doors, do your little comedy shows, whatever. And he did a few weeks of those, and then somehow he stumbled into like getting Henry Hill's booking fee and wow. got Henry Hill to do a speaking engagement and like sold the fucking place out. It's, you know, it's, it's Middletown, Connecticut, and it's Henry Hill. Yeah. So, like, every, anywhere. I mean, if Henry yeah, Hill was yeah, alive yeah. and doing a show now, I'd be like, yeah. Matt, I gotta blow up the podcast, gotta go to the Henry yeah. Hill thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I guess he made like a bunch of fucking money in the owner of the bar he didn't live in Connecticut. He lived in like in LA. And he was like, but motherfucker, he's like, I you told me you're gonna be having little comedy shows with your friends, not that you were gonna invite a dude in who can sell 20 bucks a ticket. And he was like, just got all the door off that minus Henry Hill's fee. And like just yeah, was able to like squeeze a fucking 15 grand night out of this guy who thought God he would just be hosting local comedians. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm You can also find me I'm on, I'm on Twitter, Instagram. It's at PZTX. That's P E E Z Y okay. T X. I'm going to be on tour all throughout, like fucking uh, out of like the Gulf states, and then out in your Georgias, your South Carolinas, the Alabamas, the Floridas. That's going to be all in October, November. And you can find that on my Twitter, Instagram, all the states. So, yeah, check out that podcast. I have not listened, but Mike's a big fan and I trust him. I, got I was told to give I was told to give a backhanded compliment. So, right. There it is. There's Kevin bragging about it. <laughs> Kevin's a master of accidentally giving backhanded compliments. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, we're yeah. still waiting so, on it. <laughs> so that wraps up another week of the International News Service. Find us across social media at, inter- at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. Our psychic visions are telling us that the best way to cure your health ailments is to tell your friends about INS. Check out the INS merch store at Redbubble and our Patreon. We'll see you next week. See you in hell. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.